I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Stop it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Football Ramble. Of course it is. Uh, my name's Marcus and I've got three buttes with me. Jim. Hello. And Pete. Do you know where I can find sailors? And Luke. All right. <laughs> uh, right, last week there <laughs> in France, there was talk of Eric Cantona running for presidency, mm. uh, which would have been superb, but it turned out it wasn't quite the case. It was a publicity stunt uh, to pol- uh, for politicians for better housing policy. Now... If you could elect someone from the world of football to become Prime Minister or President or Dictator of a country, who would it be and which country would you choose for them, Jim? I would um, take Gus Hiddink and put him in charge of North Korea, right? Because there's a country that very much needs stabilising. Yes. It certainly needs some credibility on the world stage. Right. And most importantly, they're not actually going to win anything, because if North Korea win anything, it will be a war. So... Yeah. yeah, I'd have Hiddy Cantor mm. out there sorting that out. Because he yeah. falls just short. Exactly. Okay. But, I mean, no one's, no one's expecting him to win anything. You know, it's just about propping up this sort of, okay. you know, that's a standard, isn't it, and the credibility. And he has experience of, of that part of the world. Indeed. With yeah. South Korea. Yeah. Good answer. That's Pete, really did you say North Korea or South Korea? North Korea. Because I was thinking that um, Emil Heskey could do the, the weapons testing because <laughs> of his fine accuracy. <laughs> Oh, God, we've just hit Thailand. (laughs) Never mind. Pete, your answer. Um, I would go... Everyone talks about how um, Hitler came to power because there were six million people unemployed and uh, and stuff like that, and it was all about backstairs intrigue. (laughs) Now, I want Kevin Keegan to see... to to test this, basically. And his sort of... uh, His sort of speeches in the the beer halls of uh, Germany, uh, circa 36, 38, uh, would be him just sort of going, I've been out of politics for three years, I've not watched the parliamentary channel for... (laughs) Three years. <laughs> it's not even been invented. I've been working on, on the circus. The, the, yeah, the, the political circus. Yeah. He's doing, and that's how he'd get in. What of England? No, Germany. Germany. Oh, Germany. Sorry. I and later he would uh, win the Ballon d'Or playing in Germany. Yeah, he would. It all fits together. Yeah, he probably yeah. well loved after his Hamburg days. Mm. So, yeah. Luke, and he'd establish the Renton mark. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, Luke and, and transport would definitely run on time. Is it Luke um, or not? Luke. Thank you. Uh, I'll go Craig Brown. Right, uh, and it would be of, of the entire world. <laughs> right. So FIFA president. He'd have problems getting in because you know when you have like a prime minister's speech about why you should be voted, he would start talking about how everyone's a really good candidate and how you, yeah. you know, you, you, they're all be brilliant. But you know, you, yeah. but if you get over that, I think he'd be very good. He's a bit like a granddad, a bit like a you know, patriarchal figure. I think he'd do well. The world needs a granddad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What do you reckon? What would he say? I don't know. I have no idea and it's probably best I don't Mm. I'm going to go for I'd like to see Walter Smith and Archie Knox in charge of Russia (laughs) 
<laughs> they bring back the glories. They put that country shaped again. They put that country back on the map. Hey, Russia have been quiet far too long for my liking. There's potential there. And Archie yeah. and, and Smith would sort it right out. Like, Barack Obama would go, oh, well, your relations are going, oh, he's talking shake again. <laughs> you getting that gulag. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim's got the points. A politically sensitive opening, I think. That's what <laughs> yeah. Jim's got the points. Three right, right. I think that is. Yeah. Is it a hat trick? Yeah. I didn't. Let's oh. check. Can we, can we have a count back and check that? It's not a real league, is it? Don't you yeah, I'll take him back. Uh, <laughs> right then, <laughs> let's get on to a real league, the Premier League, where Spurs' title hopes took a oh, knock. they've drawn a game, the dream's over. Um, <laughs> hey now, hey now. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they did get a point though. Mm. And it was at home to Wolves. Oh, if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be tearing my hair out at that. Yeah, but it, I mean, there's been a quite sort of massive overreaction towards it. I think like if they, if people are you know criticising them just because they drew a game, I mean, it shows you how well they're going. You know, <laughs> they're terrifically uh, resilient wolves, especially yeah, exactly. where they, they were certainly their goalkeeper. My goodness, they were set up to frustrate them. And we were saying this about City the other week. You know, teams might start doing it. They, well, clearly, Wolves have done that to Spurs as well. They're going to have to get used to that of yeah. trying to pick those locks. Emmanuel Frimpong enjoyed him, so he tweeted after the game. It's so quiet. At the lane ha 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 hashtag AFC forever hashtag wolves love ya <laughs> Dench Dench yeah. um, I, I, He had, a, had an absolute rocket of a shot didn't he, he so, did. uh, It's a great move for him as you said Jimmy he gets to play yeah. and, and Wolves get a really combative midfielder I mean, I mean I'm not sure how long it's going to last if he has to literally be subbed off every game because he gets sent off. <laughs> well, when you say yeah, or to just too pumped up, yeah. when you say he gets to play, he gets to run around, <laughs> yeah, which right. I think is just as crucial. He's yeah. got such presence for like a nineteen-year-old. Oh, yeah. really like, oh, there's very incredible. few players that have that weapon. sort of uh, radius of influence. Mick McCarthy sort of said that I had to bring him off because I've been there when there was thirty thousand people uh, giving your dogs abuse. So <laughs> <It's like> dogs <laughs> what? abuse? What? Put the silly coat on you or leaving you outside in the garden I'm during bonfire night? <laughs> like, what is? Dogs don't get abuse. Feeding of dry food. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, on a more serious note, the Spurs thing. It is interesting how the whole mentality seems to change when people start talking up title hopes, and and and, and the fans inside the stadium get filled with this sort of expectation. Mm. It's no coincidence, I don't think, that they 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 sort of buckled a little bit under pressure. But yeah. that said, Wolves worked extremely hard. They did. Fletch, Fletch is a great player, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. He never stops. He never stops. He's real presence. It's a point. It's not. It's you know, you've dropped two points. You've not dropped the whole. I think it's at home to Wolves. You know, especially they've just got there with yeah. the same points as Manchester United. But it is disappointing from. Spurs. First point of view, but it's, it's not a disaster. It's two drop points coming out of the busiest period of the season where mm. everyone drops points. Or look at it another way, it's another point on Arsenal. Well, yeah. Mm. Well, you just sort of think, well, Harry's got an oh, well, we dropped two points here, so we need five new players. <laughs> yeah. Five new points, please. In the January transfer window, mm. uh, I've spent, I've spent uh, 250,000. Why is it? Why is he, he's not, no, it's not Steve Claridge. Why is he yeah. now talking like Steve Claridge? I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I need to get more sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get involved in that. And there you have it. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United Better. did win, though. <laughs> They've gone, uh, well, stayed in second, of course. Uh, Paul Skulls. Yeah, lovely yeah. moment. Scoring the goal. Um, I'd like to point out probably my favourite moment of the game, bar that, was um, the ball from Carrick to Welbeck mm. early on in the game. Absolutely delicious pass. He's been definitely been one of my United's best players this season. Yeah, yeah he, he scored as well, didn't he? He scored right, a great goal. Left foot as well. He's yeah. two footed. He's yeah. had a lot. I mean, he's a lot of dogs abuse as well, Carrick. Yeah. Like, a lot of people <laughs> saying he's, you know, he wasn't the player he was like, a few seasons ago, but it looks like he's getting his full back. I mean, he hasn't even played much, has he? So Would you say Carrick is a luxury player in the sense that you need maybe like a Fletcher and maybe even someone else in there? To, to win the yeah. ball, protect him a bit, 
do that kind of stuff. When he's on form, he uses the ball very well. I, I, I'd have him over Barry in, in England. I'd have him over Barry. Would you? I know there's slightly different players, but I'd have mm. him in there. And, and Jim, do you think he gets a lot of stick because he's not really a spectacular player? He sort of very, goes about his business, yeah. tries to use the ball effectively, but he does, he's not going to beat three players, is he? You know, it's no. never going to happen. And at the same time, he's not going to be sort of winning sort of sliding tackles from miles away either. So no. I, can, I can see why people would say he's a luxury player as well because when, he's not sort of he's not really a grafter, is he? <clears> a very very specific role he plays, just spreading the ball. To about, be fair, like, how thin Man United squad is at the moment, nobody's a luxury player. <laughs> they need the bodies to be fair. You, you're looking at Alex Ferguson, who's you know arguably the greatest club manager of all time. Makes him plays him every game he can. Yeah. So you know he's obviously pretty good. That's very true. Uh, Bolton have sold Gary Cahill to Chelsea. Chelsea beat mm. Sunderland one 0 Torres, ah, oh, yeah. well, nearly so a spectacular one. <laughs> I just want to sound Bolton, but oh, yeah. you know now Cahill's gone. They're looking at Zat Knight and David Weeter as their first. Yeah, no, it's, that um... is worrying. Zat Knight was woeful. <laughs> yeah, woeful. But as, as we've said, though, sent off. as we've said, I mean, he's not been great, has he, for them? Gary Cahill this season it might just might just do them a favour to get the whole saga over with now mm. he can get on with replacing him it took so long for that to happen from the start he, he passed his medical he few he days ago and money, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to him and JT at the back for Chelsea yeah. pace, <laughs> pace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so talking to Chelsea um, Torres he looks getting better and better as we said yeah. on this show before it's, a, it's an interesting situation because he needs to play games he just needs to play and Vyash Baris can't really afford to not win games mm. so he doesn't want to gamble and he's only really now he's been forced to because of Drogba's gone and that sort of yeah. stuff he has to play him but you know, he did everything but score didn't he against yeah. us on that Sunderland yeah. had chances though Chelsea yeah. still looks so dodgy really I mean, don't they Nicholas Bentner I mean, does he still think he's the best player in the world, even in his own head? It's not his fault that he missed those chances. No, of course it isn't. Sesson Young played very, very well. He did. He's having a good time. Sounds like a source, doesn't he, Sesson Young? Yeah. I'd actually quite like to try it. Yeah, exactly. Probably the game of the weekend in the Premier League, for me anyway, was Blackburn 3, Fulham 1. Ascending off for the yak. What is he doing on the halfway line doing that? Yeah, I know. Proper, that's mixed martial arts stuff isn't yeah. it? Was it a sending off? Yes, yes. <laughs> right. at, at least <laughs> It was just a silly time to lose a man as well It was just like, oh, a purple right car. 23 yeah. minutes in yeah. 23 <laughs> minutes in on the halfway line yeah. The ball's going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. nowhere Well Yakubu does that thing doesn't he where he, he plays really well up to Christmas and stops <laughs> scoring after January so he's maybe, maybe you should think right, this is me done yeah. um, I'm just going to take <laughs> a couple of games off so yeah. uh, good oh, luck yeah. boys I need a rest I didn't get Christmas off yeah. <laughs> like that kind of thing but Blackburn responded incredibly well You couldn't see mm. that happening because yeah. Yakubu's been such an important player for them and you thought oh, they'll be in trouble now and, and the one thing you should say is give the Blackburn players credit they've been out apart from Chris Samba which we'll come on to in a minute yep. but you know they've had a lot of lot of stick and I know that the, the, the sort of protests have been focused on Venkies and to a certain extent Steve mm. King it's going to affect the players as well and to show how confident they came out with 10 men to, to score three goals it was, it was excellent I feel them aren't, mm. you know, I feel them aren't rubbish or no. well, the last goal was a beauty as well from for me oh, great move yeah. good well, ball over Pedersen's goal was great as well I, mean, I thought Stockdale on might, might have been it was a great strike absolutely Stockdale was unsighted though wasn't he yeah still though beating at the near post but the way they scored that third goal it was almost like they had the extra man yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. yeah, yeah. it was a great finish um, apparently there's, there's stuff come out recently about how uh, the board are really Pissed off with Venkies because they've just they're just overriding them and everything. They yeah, didn't that consult them about they did. Allardyce, didn't consult mm-hmm. them about appointing Steve Keane or even transfers, things like that. Apparently, they're just there to sanction it. So it's a bit of a strange way to come into a club and run it, isn't it? Just basically ride roughshod all over it. So yeah, well, well, look what happens. Well, exactly. Yeah, mm. but it's great for Steve Keane to get the side out of the relegation zone. I, I think the players seem to be playing for him. I think they. Got oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, there's a, there's a siege mentality because it has to be. Yeah, yeah. But the weird thing is about that letter was that it seems that the um, the shareholders and the directors and stuff they're not. In, they, they sort of mentioned Steve Keane's employment 
which it sounds like they're bang up for getting rid of him. But the venue's just sort of going, that's going to cost us money. Yeah. <laughs> that's not happening. What about but, Chris Samba, though? Signed on the four year deal in the summer. Yeah. Phoned, yeah. Literally phoned in sick, Richard. Text, texted him. Texted in sick, saying he couldn't play. And then, uh, no, it's because I'm ill. Hand a transfer request in. Yeah. <laughs> it's woeful that woeful right, That is poor, isn't it? Yeah. But like, he did sort of say that he's. Uh, oh, he's tried. There was a beautiful part when I can't remember who sh- who um, read out um, a tweet or a, a statement that um, Samba did, possibly on his Facebook wall, um, to Steve Keane. And Steve Keane hadn't read it. He was still going, well, he trained fine he, in the week. He was absolutely fine. And then he goes, uh, I've not read the, the, the newspaper articles about this. And he's going, well, allow me. And he started reading <laughs> it to Steve Keane. And he was going, well, I, I don't really know. That's because <laughs> it, oh, really, it was all like, no so, one I've gone as far as I can. <laughs> like, I've been let down by the club. I don't want to play for them anymore. <laughs> it was just he's like, such oh, an important no. player for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big player. Oh, he's literally huge. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's They're all literally huge. Yeah. And they all need to bloody just calm down a bit. It's such a shame for Keane. We, we don't know what he's like in real life, but he comes across so well in the yeah. press and all the rest there's of it. A, just, it all the it time. seems reasonable. You know, there's yeah. an almost Keegan esque haplessness kind of creeping <laughs> into his character, though. Well, you think he's sort of like. Well, that is a classic Keegan. Keegan. Having, having, having like a statement Blind your own yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, that yeah. is Keegan <laughs> the only thing that was missing from Keegan would have been like just to walk backwards and fall down a step and put yeah. your foot in a bucket yeah. Yeah, or something like that <laughs> oh dear oh dear um, uh, what about Swansea v Arsenal that was also one of the games of the week yeah that was, that was a, I imagine as a neutral that was a superb game oh, um, oh, when Mertesacker missed that sort of oh, it wasn't an open goal but he was basically a, a yard away from the goal just, and Henri went mental yeah. he slapped the pause he went what are you doing yeah. make yourself him off yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he did yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just Henri says it come to this yeah, yeah Henri got in a row with a fan after the game as well didn't yeah, he really? for, for, for booing the players he's like oh no you should support the team whatever it's a very like, very different if I was um, a fan you've been here five minutes pal fair. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you're on the desk first yeah. <laughs> but the thing with the thing with Henri is just kind of like he, he, there's been a couple of situations certainly in the match against Lee when somebody at Leeds did he, somebody did a pass to him and they muffed it up basically and in, in he was about to sort of go mad at him and then he remembered sort of the yeah. why he was there and how long he's yeah, going to be yeah. there for and he sort of went and then started applauding <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. encourage yeah, that's yeah. what we need in that that's like, basically Vega said that yeah. encourage what a moment that was in the, in the FA Cup though that oh, we, yeah. we didn't talk about it in the show last week because it, it happened as we were recording it but we saw the goal before we all went home and um, like because of where we record the show you could see the Emirates glistening in yeah. the night as we walked you floated <laughs> <laughs> yeah it felt like summer to me it was yeah. absolutely <laughs> a beautiful moment and I actually thought Henri looked probably like one of the most assured players on the pitch for Arsenal like he, he didn't he, you know it's like people couldn't keep up with his passes and his, pay, and his touch it was just like Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> on a serious note about Arsenal, if I was playing for Arsenal, Wenger's coat and running trainers would, would genuinely put me off. <laughs> I don't yeah, think like, I'd be a well, then you'd be sold, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would be, yeah. That's probably why you're not saying that, but it's not happened to us, you haven't yet. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure don't, like, I don't like the Wenger coat. Again, Swansea was sort of doing a little bit of um, AVB. Touchline. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Hunkering down. A little crouch. Um, if it works for Chelsea, maybe it'll work for us. He was asked about that, and he said it's because he, he finds he can see the shape of the game better from yeah. that angle, which yeah. seems strange, but maybe Wenger feels mm. the same way. But I think, uh, you know, as we've said about Arsenal before, um, the key, um, you know, 
losing is a key part of inconsistency and Arsenal are incredibly <laughs> inconsistent as we already know so it yeah. should come as no surprise that we've had a little bump again I mean it's just um, th- th- it was always on the cards that Arsenal would lose some stupid games again they had a very very good run but it, it, again you, you look at I mean, the obvious thing to point to is the loss of a player like Cesc Fabregas a, a player that's a genuine world class player like he is it, you know, it, can, it takes you up a couple of positions in the league maybe and that's exactly what we're missing Arteta's a big miss there as well Rams had a poor game Ram- probably his worst game in Arsenal shirt I think the pressure got to him nothing away from Swansea oh absolutely oh of course such an attack well they they outplayed Arsenal at their own game Mm. and Arsenal have dropped in quality to the point where you can do that there was a lot of talk before the game of comparing Swansea to Barcelona well, the, the thing and is, I, though, I just thought, yeah, okay, fair enough, I can understand. But just, just let them be Swansea. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? But what about this for a story then? Twenty-nine-year-old Leon Britton, he's in his second spell at Swansea. Yeah, he's not, he's not. No, take nothing away from him. He's not, he's not. But he's not set the world on fire. You mm. know, he's about five foot five, five foot six, and he's got the best pass completion rate in Europe. Better I think the, the whole team is at the top five. The whole team are top five uh, greatest passes of the ball. They're, Xavi's they're, they're made more passes, made. but not more accurately. Yeah, yeah. I think only like sort of Madrid. Barcelona and Bayern and mm. maybe they, Manchester United or somebody who are above them in that. The it's only, crazy. The yeah. only, the only, just to hit you with another fact, the only time that um, <laughs> Arsenal have, um, have had that little possession was the 8-2 game mm. against against United. And Swansea had 55% possession. Pulled in pieces. Well, yeah, I mean, it was time Fulham. it was 30-70, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Like, like, Fulham had more possession than Arsenal in, in that game as well. And it's, it's something that's starting to happen a lot more. They, just, they're not imposing themselves on games in the way that they have to for their style to work. So mm. obviously there's work there to be done. I, I, I can't imagine Wenger going to the transfer market because he, he just doesn't very often, does he? And, so. and also, this this Henri just smacks of a bit of a PR sort of. But what are they going to do when Henri goes? They had Bobby Perez exactly. down the training ground uh, yeah. before he jet. He's off to yeah. India, isn't he? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about yeah. that in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the third the third Swansea goal was idiotic from mm. Arsenal. There's just so many mistakes in in one thing to just to just it's just a simple lack of concentration, the sort of thing school kids do, you know. It's a lovely just, finish from Walcott though. Yeah it was and also from Danny Graham, not to take away from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Danny Graham was superb, his movement gave mm. Arsenal trouble all the time. Uh, Viva the Super Swans. Absolutely. Well, yeah. if you're talking about possession football, uh, Aston Villa versus Everton <laughs> it was was one all. Uh, Landon Donovan with another slips. It was, it was a beautiful slips. little slip to an each of these. And each of he's looking an absolute weapon, isn't he? I swear he's doubled in size yeah. since yeah, he I last thought, played. Yeah, I didn't. Let him do that. I don't remember him being six foot three. Did Michael Richards <laughs> get like so big that he? he um, he had trouble moving freely. It, it got to the point where he was too muscly. And mm. Nietzsche seems to be going down that road. Maybe, yeah. Along with um, mm. the big Neville bungalow. Oh, the big bungalow. Yeah, it was the big bungalow. Akin Fenwa. To be fair, though, the way that... Uh, that Mika Richards is, is being, play, uh, being playing this uh, season you'd sort of oh, think yeah. well no but I'll, my point is I think he's still previous to that then. yeah but the um, the um, did the Nietzsche be shout slips or not oh he must have done yeah. Yeah. slips let's presume he did and Stephen yeah. Ireland as well he played excellently yeah playing a lot better good to see him properly back it's like he's got like confidence he's, back it's like he's just woken up from yeah. some weird dream you got a fancy it now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was in Newcastle a little while ago I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> this is v- for you, Nan. Villa are terrible at home, now. I don't think they've won in like five games at home. Oh. Robbie Keane's a funny signing for them as well. It's very underwhelming. Boyhood club, etc. He yeah. did say that though, didn't he? No, he didn't. He got close. He was sort of going. He, <laughs> he, 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 he literally had the I Spy checklist up. He's going, great fans, incredible stadium. And I was going, come on. <laughs> come on. 
Buy a dream. Imagine me did say, and the journalist just went, "It's your tent club." Yeah. <laughs> Come oh, on. fuck off! <laughs> I had a lot of dreams of the boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, superb stuff! Now let's go down to the championship. Southampton back to winning ways, mm. as were West Ham. Well, they were back to winning ways. I don't, don't want to say I told you so, but Forrest, that's what happens if you hire Steve Cottrell. Yeah. <laughs> you, Southampton really look like they're enjoying their football, which is, um, you know, when you got that sort of momentum, is a really important thing because obviously the team spirit's really really high and they were excellent I know um, you know Forrest had a man sent off but well it's important for Southampton because they're having a bit of a blip weren't they yeah that's right and you've you just got to annihilate those blips yeah. exactly and, and, and especially with Cardiff and Middlesbrough uh, quite surprisingly mm. dropping all mm. three points at, at home against Burnley they just Cardiff drew didn't they they did uh, yeah. draw nil nil uh, for me the result um, for in the, in the championship that weekend was Birmingham with a massive away win at, at Millwall nine man Millwall to yeah. be fair Still though, yeah, I mean it's still pretty good. I'm disappointed to see that Chris Hewton's hair hasn't turned blue. No, it's true. Oh, yeah, black and white at Newcastle. Newcastle um, yeah. Millwall fan Charlie Mahoney writes for the for the, for Charlie Mahoney sometimes. Yeah, sounds he, like a sort of Chicago gangster. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He supports Millwall. He's from South East London. But he said, um, <laughs> just a gangster then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said it like three 0 He's so negative. It's really funny. He makes me laugh. He said, "Well, this will be six 0 now." <laughs> that's why he writes for the Ramble yeah. kids so if there's any consolation Charlie you were in fact right yeah correct <laughs> the window uh, right then in League 1 Charlton just breaking away from the rest of the pack 1-0 win away to fellow promotion hopeful Sheffield Wednesday mm. uh, but I suppose the big news uh, from League 1 was Stevenage Borough uh, obviously beat Rochdale 5-1 at Rochdale good result for them but Graham Wesley uh, they, they won that after they realised Wesley was leaving as well, didn't mm. they? Which yeah. is a great show of concentration for them. Yeah, Luke, yeah. Luke Freeman scored twice. He's just signed for them permanently from Arsenal. Yeah, that's right. 19, yeah. very highly rated. Uh, yeah, so Wesley's uh, gone to uh, manage Preston North. And it's funny when Stevenage are up to sixth in the playoff positions, whereas uh, Preston are tenth, six points behind Barrett. But Preston are a much bigger club, though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you can understand that. And while we're down in the lower leagues, ooh, Darlington. Yes. Yeah, they've they've mm. sacked their manager and all the players, it seems. Such a shame. Yeah. And, and, and we say this time and time again when it looks like this is going to happen. Happened to Wrexham recently as well, um, who, who have sort of had a bit of a resurgence since. But there's so much money in the game. How can it happen? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we don't quite know what the outcome is because there's talks of last minute deals and whatnot. So at the, the time of recording. Well, dialotrust.co.uk again, yeah. we said last week. If it's still relevant, hopefully yeah, exactly. by the time this comes out. Uh, before we leave the British Isles, uh, I'd like to talk about um, Chris Coleman. Uh, going, uh, becoming manager of Wales, it would appear. Uh, it, it seems like an unpopular decision. Aaron Ramsey was very quick to come out and voice his disappointment, mm. and he suggested that none of the players were consulted over this when they're not happy about it. Because obviously things were so great under Gary Speed at Wales, the good spirit in the camp, that they they don't want a new manager coming in with a whole new backroom staff. Yeah, they want very little to change. But hasn't Coleman agreed to use the, the existing backroom staff? And Aaron Ramsey is the captain, so it's fair enough. He, yeah. he should really. Be I mean, he's been. Uh, there's a lot of people said oh he's been badly advised but he says I've not been badly advised I'm a grown man I have yeah. my own opinions and, really, and stuck to his guns which no, I think okay. it's, I re- respect greatly when I first heard that I, just, I thought what's it got you know I, I know I know he is the captain but I just find no, it a little you've bit you've got to consult kind of, the captain you've got to yeah. be, listen it's important in Don't this forget, situation Pete, in yeah. well he's problem. clearly not been talked to I think that's the yeah. I think that's the uh, well, he's, he's not would, you want, would you want JT to be consulted for the next England manager yeah, well, you have I'll to. do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as he's not. Um, no, what's um, I, I, um, I think that it's not like it's a club captain where he might be sold anyway. He's, he's there to stay. Ramsey's going to be playing for Wales, mm-hmm. all being well, for the next 10, 15 years. It's important. Well, Alan Shearer and Robbie Savage reckon it should be John Hartson. 
because they know him. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. literally why. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think you're saying it's got to be handled very sensitively, considering what happened to Gary Speed. You yeah, know, the tragic yeah, events absolutely. that happened there, and it, and, it, and it is important, I think, in this case to speak to, speak to the player. Yeah, because right? what also has to be taken into account is from the football side of it. As well, they were doing really well. They had a lot of momentum. They need to keep that going as yeah. much as possible. And Ramsey has a point. You can't but just start again. That's been Wales' problem. But so you many talk times about the same, just, you know, just tearing up the. But you talk about the backroom again. stuff. The the, the um, deputy manager was very vocal. Not a month after Gary Speed. Died sort of saying I want it basically yeah. and I yeah. thought that was a little bit off yeah. Yeah. to yeah, a certain absolutely. extent um, also just before we go to uh, La Liga we, the, the friend of the show Dean Windus who we yeah. interviewed on the mm. show and of course the, the Hall of Fame is named after him um, terrible news to hear him talking about um, suicide attempts and, and one thing or another yeah. well hopefully he can go out and you know, make a full recovery and get the help he needs and, and, and also I hope that it all highlights um, and make it easier for other people suffering from the, from the same thing. That's I mean, right, it's, yeah. it, it's the most positive outcome compared to see what we've seen in the last few months. Yeah, yeah, him yeah. Out, the fact that we're hearing about it, and you know, something can be a man can be helped to a certain Wind, extent. Windass has again said that um, you know, like so many players have in the past, there's, there's no kind of there's no help when you retire. Basically, you retire yeah. and that's it. Like even the sort of you know, the, uh, the sort of players' unions don't really sort of help you get out of it it's, it's clearly yeah. something that needs addressing well that was a, I mean Alan Hansen did that documentary didn't Brilliant he show that football mm, yeah. life after football you know there's so many people and uh, really something has to be done about well this. I mean it's, it's a thing it's, it's the transition between uh, being a footballer and being a person and you know, I don't, you know, not to name drop but I spoke to Matt Murray who's the ex-Wolves goalkeeper yeah. and we were talking about this and he, he had to retire early for, for injury it was devastating yeah. you know, two children another, another kid on the mm. way you know, he needs to provide for them and he said what you also need to understand is it's not only that you know, you're a footballer and you're held up on this pedestal but everything is done for you oh, absolutely. Yeah, everything and, yeah. and there's absolutely nothing um, you know, to, to help Dean with us in this situation, and, and like I said, the amount of money, the amount of influence, the amount of power in the game, it should be made easier. Mm. It's, it's similar to boxing. They have, they have yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. of problems yeah, in boxing right. as well. They need to put it right. They need to give people the help they need and get access to the help they need to help them get through these sort of dark. And this times. is something that you know you'd imagine the Premier League or some other wealthy body like that. Yeah, could could we, we, implement. On a slightly related note, we talked about this a week or two ago. We we're saying that how far football is behind in terms of sports psychology yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. It's a related matter in a way. It's because football. Well, I, seen, no, it's not even in a way like directly. Well, it's it's like because football is seen still in some corridors of power as like in quotes a boys' club and oh, yeah, it's yeah. old school. It's weak to do this and do that, and yeah. it's not. It's you not just right. get on with it. Yeah, exactly. You it's think about right. what a life of a footballer is. You know, a couple of hours training a day, and then you've got your whole sort of life is focused towards is ninety minutes every yeah. Saturday, yeah. or not, whether you're playing or not. Yep. And then that gets taken away for you, and you've mm. got a little bit more free time, but no focus at all. And well, you're just kind of like, well, what the, what the hell do I do now? Some of Windass's problems was that he, he just didn't have much money left from his mm. career, and you know, yeah. it, it wasn't. You know, he was he played in the Premier League a little bit, but it was never sort of a sort of top player. And no. that's the, the case for the majority of professionals. The majority of professionals obviously aren't ever going to get to the top, and they're they're the people that are going to need the help. I also think the seeds are sown when a lot of clubs from what I've read and I've read some de- you know, some decent books on it Paul Lake's book's excellent the ex-Man City player a, a lot of th- things that happen is that if a player's injured long term he's almost like forgotten about a little yeah. bit and he's, and he's almost in a shell and he, he's got no one to talk to and he doesn't get the support he needs and I think a lot of the time it'll stem from that as well mm. uh, well we wish him, we wish him uh, all, all the best, the best certainly, of course, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Uh, let's go to La Liga uh, where Barcelona beat Betis 4-2 and Lionel Messi crowned player of the year Last week, but willing the Ballon d'Or for the third time in a row. 
First yeah. person since Platini. Mm, incredible scene. Friend of the show, uh, Kay Murray, presenting yeah. the awards. Yeah, good to yeah. see. Good to see Rocky Santa Cruz score for Betis as well. Yeah. A lovely one as well. Yeah, yeah it's a great goal. They I were mean, two all at one point, weren't they? They were two yeah, all, they, and then that, Betis had a man sent off, didn't they? They Am did, right yeah, and Alexis Sanchez, uh, the goalkeeper, really should have done better with a shot from Sanchez, and Barca got a penalty. But, you know, they, the pressure's showing there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, think, I think they might almost be resigned to not winning the league now. I don't know about that. I think, I think Real Madrid will, will walk it now. I do. I, do. I, th- I think. I think Real Madrid will do it just by virtue of being more uh, efficient against the. Well, they're, yeah, they're teams. thumping the other sides a lot yeah. more, but I don't think Barcelona will give up. I mean, they're going to keep going. Hmm, I suppose so. Yeah, they might win on goal difference because <laughs> Real scores so five points behind, but they scored so many goals. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, player uh, in Spain uh, for Real Madrid, uh, Esteban Granier, been linked to Liverpool. Mm. I'm amazed someone hasn't come in for him. Very talented yeah. young man. There's just no room for him. The though, pirate on the Mersey. You can have that for nothing. He is <laughs> nicknamed the pirate. Yeah. yeah. He's a great player. He I, is. I think he's excellent. I, I met him very briefly. Lovely man. Yeah, there you go. Very calming influence. That's what he probably said. Why, what, what was that meant to <laughs> you, though? <laughs> well, I was going I crazy. was covered in my own <laughs> shit. Were you in an exam or something? <laughs> I was in the mix zone. <laughs> crazy there. Is that crazy. Esteban Granero? Oh, God. I'm so much God calmer now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to nail this. forgot about that fire I started. Oh. Um, he could be used at Liverpool or Arsenal. Is what I'm saying. Hey. Calming influence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Valencia beaten at home by Real Sociedad. Oh, come on, come Valencia. on, Valencia. <laughs> I told you, they're, they're under a curse. Damn yeah. them. Uh, but the big game of the weekend on the continent for me and for many others was in Serie A. It was the Milan derby. Mm. And Inter won it 1 yeah. 0. Diego Melito capitalising. I was knocking Ranieri a little while ago saying I don't think he's a sort of um, manager that's going to win them the league, which I, I stand by. But at the same time, he's, he's dr- dragged them back up there. They're six points behind now. They were like terrifically to prove you wrong. Yeah, terrifically foggy that match. Yeah, it was <laughs> the flares, man. Yeah. It's the flares. Did you see the? Uh, did you see? It <laughs> like something that it's the flares. Friend. It's the flares, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, man. it's these flares I've got. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, retro, of elongated uh, ankle areas, old uh, Zlatan doing his little uh, overhead back yeah, heel thing. That was karate shot. It's like the one he did against Lazio a few years ago when he was playing for uh, when he played for Inter, Inter, and he did that sort of crazy backing overhead thing, similar yeah. sort of manoeuvre. He learned it like getting his honorary martial arts belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Jim, it's interesting you say about Ranieri. He's never won Serie A, is he? As a no. Well, I think he's. I think he's only won the Copa del Rey. Is that right? I think that might be his only silverware. No, I think yeah, but I think he got back-to-back promotions with Cali right. in in the Serie C one and B. But um, the other thing I was going to say is that, but he's undefeated in club derbies in Italian football. Ooh. Wow, oh, that's huge. Well, about for it, I think he's won about seven or eight and drawn a few. He's that's never, a, cra- he's never that's a crowd pleaser, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Milito, the passion. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Passion was amazing. oh yeah. I think Milito's a great striker. Of course. Don't forget, he was given the golden dustbin. Remember the golden dustbin that Felipe yeah, yeah, Melo yeah. got? Yeah, the golden bin. Yeah, he was given it last year. That's sick. Even though he's had injuries. That that's outrageous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy about scored that. Scored in the Champions League final. To, 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 to a brace. Yeah. He scored, he scored in the Coppa Italia final. Yeah. And he scored on the, the game they needed to win to win the, to clinch the league. He was that season. I mean, he was lethal. To I me, he should have been seasons. But on that alone, surely you don't <laughs> yeah. put him in the golden bin. Get yeah. in the bin. That, that is ruthless. But <laughs> the other thing about it, I think he scored. I, don't quote me this, but about thirty-eight goals that season, and they won the treble. Well, he, yeah, I said at the time <laughs> he should have been shortlisted for the Ballon d'Or, and yeah. he wasn't, which was and <laughs> disgusting. You would see. Marcus said to me, uh, you said earlier that he, as soon as Abate made that mistake, you knew Milito was going to score. Oh, all day. Which is what he does. Thank it? you very much. Yeah, I'll, I'll settle this. Really, <laughs> like, yeah. It'll be really pinpoint, even though I don't. 
need it to be. Yeah. But Abiati went completely the wrong way. Dive really early. With his foot. Yeah, yeah. See Seedorf coming on for the last 10 minutes. I think he should have started the game. He's still good enough. He hit a 35 yarder. The keeper can only palm it. Yeah. Warmed his fingers at the end. Yeah. Inter have made a 20.7 million pound bid for Carlos Tevez, according to reports. Why would City not accept that? That might just be fresh off the, the printing press So maybe they're just thinking Yeah that'll do No they, they didn't no, they, they said they didn't want it It's 20 million euros isn't it So that's about what 17 million I, I don't know what the exchange rate is I think it's a shiny penny For him Get rid It's brinkmanship isn't it They know they want them yeah. That's how you become. That's how you stay a massive club. You that club's got the money dog since Gary Cook left. I'm but telling you. But since Pato looks to have turned down PSG, Inter yeah. look like the only game in town. Take the money. Yeah. No one yeah. else going to buy him. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in Italy, Fiorentina lost at home one 0 to Lecce. Lecce uh, were bottom of the table. I think they're maybe joint bottom on goal difference. Fiorentina's fans weren't happy about this. They barricaded the team in the changing room for a couple of hours after the how game. Do they do it it just it, yeah. wouldn't yeah. happen <laughs> in England. How did they get in? <laughs> How are they barricaded? What did they use? They must have planned that. <laughs> a I golden just, bin. When I hear that, when I hear that, I just... Can you imagine, like, Blackburn Rovers, yeah. the players? Uh, I know, yeah, it'd be like... Oh, you, you wouldn't be able to English keep... English football your blackest football. day. You know? <laughs> that is not an endorsement, Blackburn yeah. Rovers. Yeah. Keen in. Keen yeah. in there. Yeah. The size of Blackburn's players, you for crying out loud. You can't get out, out there. Yeah. <laughs> the Blackburn fans will barricade so they can't get in. Yeah, they're not Blackburn in. <laughs> <laughs> Barricades I can't get onto the pitch It's <laughs> incredible as well um, Catania and Roma uh, was, was one all Until the match was abandoned With 24 minutes to go I don't know I do, For some reason I don't know, I don't know why There was a slight Nostalgic feel Seeing a match rained off Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was quite nice They're going to um, replay Like the last 24 minutes I hate it when they do that Do you remember when Real pain, Madrid did that With yeah. six minutes to go Or whatever it was <laughs> It used to be a rule. Everybody sure. turned up I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. There, I'm sure. There's a rule. Some sort of rule. A listener will be able to tell us that after 75 minutes, it, the result stands. Now, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. They should sort of do it like just in something in the dinner hour, like a one o'clock kickoff yeah. on, rush, a, on a Tuesday. Rush goalies. <laughs> Can you imagine though, like, especially that Madrid game? It's, everyone turns up. <laughs> six. Oh, see you later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can we not have a training session or something? Yeah. Get the old boys <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Get the Stefano out. <laughs> yeah. Get the keeper yeah. Dan. Get the yeah. Dan out. Um, <laughs> and uh, also in uh, Serie A, Adrian Musa got his 100th and 101st Serie A league goals. Good man. Yeah. Well Great done. player. Well done, yeah. Moots. Not necessarily a good man. I didn't mean that. <laughs> good player. Interesting man. Yeah. I like, I like Mutu because... It's a footballer that's probably got similar savings to me, you know. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> it just makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's negative. He's a negative. Yeah, well, in fact, yeah, I might yeah. even have more than him. Yeah. <laughs> similar similar goal-scoring records to me. Now, um, in Germany, they're S- still similar on drug taker. It's a dig. Um, Germany is still I on love their love st- <laughs> Still on their mid-season break, but uh, there was a little story coming from Hanover where their coach, uh, Mirko Slomka, has devised a plan to help him understand his players just that little bit better. The club are conducting uh, a psychological survey to find out what the players' sexual desires are. <laughs> it will be done on a voluntary basis and contains 128 questions. And he's since found out that his players don't like doing surveys. <laughs> Insight. Well, Slomka himself... Let's cock off, Annie. Either's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Yeah. I'm I mean, Slomka. Motorbike. Right, whatever you say, we're going to draw it on the back of the opposing defender. He's from <laughs> Germany, not Lancashire, whatever you do. Uh, Slomka himself has completed the survey and said any of his players can have a look. And Slomka said, with this test, I know how I can best reach each player. Very it much writes much itself. <laughs> what an incredible... Very much so, to some extent, not at all. 
don't know. <laughs> I'm essentially <laughs> just a massive exhibitionist. Yeah. yeah. Is he what? Is he going to get them like? Bespoke prostitutes if they're feeling a bit down. Well, do you know what's happened here? They're on a winter break and he's thinking, I've got nothing on. Yeah. yeah. I've got nothing on. Lads, you can't whinge about the fact that, you know, there's no support these footballers. This is exactly what we need more service. Yeah. <laughs> How else are you going to reach them? More surveys, <laughs> less gold, please. <laughs> <laughs> that goes uh, for ages. Boring, uh, Indeed, mm. right. Uh, in let's Holland. Get, let's get back oh. to the admin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zep, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> in Holland, uh, the Dutch Cup replay between Ajax and AZ will be. Well, I think that will uh, happen after this sh- uh, before the show is released. Be watched um, by children only. Now, this was the match which happened on December the twenty first, which maybe uh, a few people saw. Someone's up to ruin it for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> a fan invaded the pitch and um, attacked the uh, AZ keeper Esteban, who who turned round and like tripped him up and then booted him a couple of times on the floor and got sent off in and the it, head. And it all just <laughs> oh, it was, it was a proper. I mean, it was a definite sending off. I don't why, know why this has well, been you upheld. Can't, you can't. That's not self defence. Yeah, exactly. The guy was on the ground. It, and, and another thing, when a pitch invader is going to understand. They need to wear football boots because you just <laughs> slip over. Yeah. Absolute yeah. nonsense. It's almost like they get really drunk and don't plan them. <laughs> <laughs> Take note, pitch yeah. invaders. Yeah. But he didn't even get like a, a shot in. You know, he just ran up to him. Oh yeah, I don't think he thought it through. He, he got there. Right. He thought, "What am I going to do yeah. now?" Well, um, <laughs> Ajax uh, wanted the, the Dutch Football Association just to allow women and children to attend the match, but the uh, the, the, the Dutch uh, Football Association said that um, you, you can't do that because the national law would is the, there's a law against oh, comparable treatment yeah, yeah, okay, to, yeah. to men and women so uh, it'll only be um, school children aged under 13 with one adult uh, allowed in to look after every six yeah. Yeah. Well, that, is, that guy gets back in again yeah. <laughs> yeah. just got six kids brings yeah. them all on does a clothesline yeah. that, that is going to be I've one my, shrill crowd yeah. what if there's like a kid pitch invasion yeah. it'd be brilliant I've got my tag team with me this yeah. Time. Yeah. Survivor Series yeah. what happens if they're filling out surveys I'm one of the players fancy's kids well we can only he's going to be distracted we can only hope they don't but let's move swiftly to South America a chilling and, thought and yeah. Brazil do you wonder what the manager would do there yeah Brazil. Okay. Um, uh, Rivaldo just won't quit, will he? Does he know he can? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, now. I'm so tired. I, but think, I think he's going to be quite gutted because uh, he signed for Ang- Angolan side at Cabu score. And uh, he's 39. Is, is just uh, reiterate that is Ravel Angolan. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair though, he still looks uh, he still looks all right. He's not like like many Brazilian players around his age. Just he's not balloon fat. massive. He's not Ronaldo. He's not Ronaldo. He's not Ronaldinho. He's not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, I like this. The president um, of said Angolan side said every club in Angola is strengthening. We could not fall behind. <laughs> we'll sign a 40. He turns 40 in April. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. He was released released by Sao Paulo in December. But I think he's probably moved slightly too soon because in India, (laughs) what's going on now is they're they're hoping to to get football going in the country like they did with cricket with the um, IPL. With the IPL. And that's kind of what they're, they're modelling their new uh, football league on and a bit of the MLS. They're going to have mm. an auction that's going to f- feature veteran players. Robert Perez, Cannavaro, Robbie Fowler, Hernan Crespo. I reckon you could get a nod there, Mark. Do you know what? Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. You could I go thought, in as I've never Pesc- played a standard. Pesc- Pesc- <laughs> <laughs> if you go there, it's an auction. If no one bids, you've not lost anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I've got a holiday out of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. What it's a really think? interesting way they're doing it, isn't it? Yeah, it's I want to see how this works out. Well, uh, f- uh, yeah, let's, let's do it here. <laughs> Morientes, 
Yeah. He's involved. Uh, Manish, the, the Portuguese Manish, player. Manish, yeah. Argentinian, uh, former Argentine defender. Not uh, Manish from the Football League show. No, not him. No, okay. Although, you know, well, he could present it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Serin, remember the Argentinian wing-back? Yeah. Do I remember Juan Sorry. Pablo Serin? Yes, I do. <laughs> he's been retired for about two years. That's him. <laughs> Just Let this him. sort of overweight, sort of, uh, like, players sort of running around the field, a bit woozy from their yeah. injections and stuff. Yeah. Going, oh, <laughs> oh, 600 grand, uh, i got to keep going. The food's was, good, though. Oh. When I was reading this, I thought, is this five or Side. Yeah. <laughs> it can't. This is a proper league, and like, don't drink the water. Oh, <laughs> <just> hot men. <laughs> Robert, Robert Pires, and I'm, and I'm glad he did this because other players might not be so forthcoming. But he basically <laughs> said, "I'm going to get like 375 grand for seven weeks' work. Who could turn that down?" Yeah. <laughs> I admire Pires's honesty there. I admire his cheekbones. Do you? <laughs> I do as well. Which he'll, see, which he'll have for years. He's getting a bit of a ball patch now, unfortunately. No, is he? No, oh, no, yeah. Have you not seen it? Oh. How dare you? Jim's in denial. Cheer <laughs> 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 straight away from Jim. Yeah. I don't think he is. No, <laughs> he's not. He was down, he's, at, he was he's, down he's, at, uh, the Emirates in the yeah, week, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dashing for that shot. <laughs> yeah. the, um, well, it's good for them out of an outlet, and, you know, it it could, they could be like, look at how um, well uh, the Americans are doing in the national game, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But he's nice for India because they don't have many footballing role models, perhaps. Apparently, the Premier League is big out there. Oh, of course no, 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 but, but, but playing in the country, yeah, but, you know, and I it's mean, nice you know. for those players, um, young Indian players and whatnot, to, to go to the stadiums and play alongside these guys because apparently they need six Indian under twenty one players mm. yeah. for each side. Well, as long as the shot. model works, as yeah. long as the model works yeah. for uh, to bring youth in, and it's not just a big yeah. one last pay deal for. It is, but yeah, as, as Luke says, as long as um, the st- you know the, 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 they improve the standard, I suppose, yeah. by showing what they what they were capable of in, in flashes. But you know, it's um, and the ro- when, when I say that the Premier League's big out there, I mean there's clearly a platform on which to build. Yeah, yeah. very much so. And the Robbie Fowler Wall Tour continues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God bless him. Who'd have thought? He'll be buying players. up whole slums. I tell you, the <laughs> Ravalli should get together. <laughs> yeah, uh, and get Steve McManaman in as well. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for going for gold. Going for going for gold. <laughs> Glowed. It is time for going for gold. Said that every week. So was it last week? Jim got emotionally got on the last clue. Was it yeah, before? it was. Yeah, that was amazing. There's only uh, there's only seven. I've clues never back. seen someone in a quiz pull something out the fire. So <laughs> there's only seven clues this time. So uh, watch out, guys. Doesn't matter because all our listeners saying. get them after two. So doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. so who I'm basically aiming this quiz at? Right, first clue, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I made Just gentlemen. I made uh, the listeners. I made my international Just debut gentlemen. in 1991. Stop. I made my international debut in 1991. Stop. Tony Cotty. No, not, not Tony Cotty. The match was an African Cup of Nations qualifier against Burkina Faso. Stop. It's not Tony Cotty. <laughs> Stop, Fanidi George. It's Fanidi George. <laughs> Cool. That is incredible. Oh, three in a row. And that's Croft. I am in Three in a row and two different things. No, that's negligent right. from you, Pete. What do you mean? How you, did you, you get that? He said for Nini George the other week, that's all, we have yeah. repetition. That's, exactly. that's yeah. not true in the slightest. I provided three assists for Rashidi Yakini and scored one myself. Is. I started my career at Calabar Rovers. In 2001, I signed for Ipswich Town, where I scored seven goals. From there, I went to Mallorca. In 1994, I did an impression of a dog. I'm not complaining because I don't want to take anything away from Jim because that was magnificent. Oh. That was good. I, I, I don't even remember. Right, so it can't work because I don't remember him saying for Needy George. All right, fair enough. Well, now I know how it feels like when I do you lot when I get the points. <laughs> Good, let's have so an email. What's ha- where, where am I on the table? Let's now? not have, have an email. You. You, have. you overtook me ages ago. I'm languishing. <laughs> oh, I think I've got seven now. What are you on, Luke? About that, yeah. I, can't I think it's eight. I think title bid. You know title I think bid. You're on eight as well, I think. 
Eight, eight, five. Don't want to go yet. Don't want to go yet. You're Spurs. You're Spurs. People are talking about you for the time. How dare you? Yeah, I believe I'm just going to collapse now. That's, yeah. that's the second Nigerian in the uh, Going for Gold. In a row as well. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now it is time for an email. Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. Isn't it just right? Ramblers traditional start. Uh, I've discovered that typing David Wheater into YouTube brings glorious things. YouTube, that is, everyone. Bear that in mind. Uh, I have compiled <laughs> a top three of David Wheater videos for you all to enjoy. Uh, you can still enjoy this Thanks. as an oral function. Um, in at number three, David Wheater wasted. David and his chums travelled to Ibiza and Wheater got wasted. <laughs> Best part is the lad who jumps out shouting about Roy King's dog and how he allegedly pleasures him. In at number two... <laughs> what, Weeter or Keen? Um, well, Weeter, I presume. Okay. Or maybe Keen. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's horrendous. Oh, yeah. uh, in and at number true. two, David Weeter headbutting ice cubes. Oh, Dave, I've seen that one. That's David very good. Yeah, headbutts very ice cubes. I've yeah. seen that as well. It, it is literally just David Weeter headbutting some ice cubes, but it, it's, it's, it's still funny. Eyes. If you squint, it looks like Punch from Punch and Judy doing it. Yeah, or, oh, a, yeah. or a witch. Um, <laughs> and in at number one, David Weeter dancing. Weeter shows off his moves and various pelvic thrusts. I think the ice cubes one would be my number one from having yeah. seen these. So uh, I now see him in a different light. I hope you all do too. That's from Yusef <laughs> El Bardadi. I hope I've pronounced that right. Well, I still see him as a below average Premier League player. Yeah, a friend of mine is a uh, big Middlesbrough fan. And obviously, Wheater used to play for Middlesbrough, and he was at an away game, I think. And there was a group of it was apparent that it was Wheater's mates mm. who were in the crowd, and they were all singing to the tune of um, oh, the Spandau Ballet one. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that one. True! Yeah, yeah, true. And it was, you know, that his chin is huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, right, Bardin. Yeah. Great yeah. band. Oh, oh. Lovely band. <laughs> 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 You had to get it in again, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And now it's time for a profile. Damn you all. Um, oh, who have we got this week? I'll tell you who we've got this week. It's the legendary English referee. Ken Ashton. So, referee, we're bringing the admin back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, load referees are getting all sorts of stick. Yeah. Well, not on this show, thank you very much. <laughs> in this particular instance. <laughs> At this point, yeah. <laughs> is it our second referee in the. It is. Khalid is in there. Yeah. He needed a chum. You can't have it. You cannot have a realistic football hall of fame without Kalina in it. <laughs> That's why he's in there. Well, Ken Ashton, as I said, uh, legendary English. Oh, he's referee. got a fourth official now, isn't he? That's yeah. nice. It, well, second one. Massey's in next week. So yeah. I suppose <laughs> the subs can do the lines. Yeah, yeah. can't they? Um, yeah, this Massey goes in seriously. Kenny Douglas will go potty. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Ken Ashton, um, born on September the first, nineteen fifteen. Oh, you sprung it on me. Haven't I? 52 years before the summer of love. Great maths. And that's maths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not really great maths. Lovely Basic arithmetic. Yeah, that's true. He's from Essex, just like you, Jim. Yeah. Um, oh, his... brilliant. I feel like I can take some credit <laughs> for this now. <laughs> his uh, contributions to football really well helped shape the modern game. I'd go as far to say his greatest claim to fame was that he was the man who introduced red and yellow cards to football. Mm. Huge. But Again, more, admin. More on that later. Uh, he uh, his first job was a, a school teacher way back in the 30s and he ran the school football team became a qualified referee in 1935 uh, refed all uh, manner of uh, adult leagues back then do you reckon you could let a lot more go in 1935 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think so yeah. I think so well between, we will we will be smoking cigarettes because yeah. yellow and red cards didn't even exist yeah. <laughs> but we, we I mean we talk about we talk about referees missing incidents now because obviously we get replays and stuff like that and it's, it's hard to see them but think about back then when it was black and white 
That's true. Yeah, would have been. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, uh, he said that uh, he refed in, uh, in leagues, which was often the working men from the factories and the like, which was very tough going, as you could imagine. <laughs> and he said that's where you learn your craft. He said out in the middle of, you know, he'll be on pitch number seventy nine or something in yes. like one hundred and sixty <laughs> playing uh, fields, and uh, he'll be on his own, twenty two players effectively against him. And he said, you know. That's that's tough going. Character that's, building stuff. Exactly. You you, you really need to um, grab ho- grab hold of the game there. So he did this until World War Two broke out. Uh, a few years later, and uh, he joined the Royal Artillery and then the British Army, where he reached the rank of Lieutenant Colonel. So um, good in the field as well. He did say in an interview once, "I will still lay claim to being perhaps the only referee who's ever worn a steel helmet and a gas mask on his chest in refereeing kit when he refereed a match between the Royal Air Force and uh, and, and the Gunners." That's not Arsenal, Jim. Um, but after the war in 1946, became a referee in the Football League, and he was the first man to wear, which is now the, the widely recognised classic black referee uniform with the white trim so he just made up his own rules and then everyone else just followed them by the sounds of it trailblazer what a leader someone had to do it didn't they who was the bastard in the black and the gas mask and (laughs) 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 what were refs wearing before that just tracksuit topless one of the kits really confusing skins (laughs) (laughs) mascot (laughs) mascot and ref all in one Um, the following year he introduced linesman's flags uh, of course now referee's assistant but they were originally waving pennants in the home team colours but uh, Aston thought there was a better way of doing things and um, the birth of the linesman flag was was then mm. incredible really he's all about material isn't he mm. yeah. indeed so obviously he was birthing rules birthing <laughs> rules uh, obviously due to his refereeing prowess and innovation in the game he became a highly sought after referee and started refereeing at uh, the top level now we fast forward to his first World Cup it's Chile it's 62 oh the Battle of Santiago he refereed well he first took charge of the opening game where where Chile were playing and he realised then he was in for quite a tough tournament um, he's the, the, one of the, he booked one of the Swiss players for a horrendous tackle and he said to the Swiss player straight after the booking six stud marks on a man's thigh is good enough for me the Swiss guy went no what are you talking about yeah because yeah, I speak French well, and probably a few other languages. Yeah, yeah, true, Swiss yeah. Like, Very yeah. cultured people. Are, Magnificent yeah. race. Yeah. Uh, or nation. Um, now we move on to the Battle of Santiago, which is one of the most ridiculous football matches <laughs> in the history of the World Cup. It is incre- Please check this out. Um, of the game. Yeah, yeah, I'd go as far to say. Um, so it was Chile versus the host nation versus Italy, and the Italian journalists had stirred up things beforehand, <laughs> pretty much slagging off the local women, saying Santiago was a bit of a dump, and the Chileans didn't like this one little bit. You won't bit. find the British journalists doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference <laughs> um, So the, the Chileans were, were rather annoyed at this. So uh, the, the game got underway. The first foul happened after 12 seconds. Lee <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jones playing. <laughs> um, Italy's Giorgio Fanini. Uh, he was removed from the field of play by um, referee Ken Aston and armed police after eight minutes after being sent off. Armed <laughs> police. <laughs> <laughs> the police came on the pitch two more times before the final whistle. Mario David of Italy kicked uh, Chilean winger Lionel Sanchez in the head and was sent off. Kicked him in the head? However, though, uh, Aston missed this one. Um, Sanchez, the Chilean player, broke the nose of Italy's uh, Humberto Machizio with a, with a left hook and wasn't sent off. Oh, my God. Um, I think it was all going off and eventually Chile won <laughs> 2 0. Honestly, check this out. There is a rugby tackle in that match. It is sensational. <laughs> 
middle and both players of course end up on the floor and you can just see Ken Aston just trying to wrestle them away from each other <laughs> he's just getting involved <laughs> and at the final whistle there's a lot of pushing and shoving and probably worse and Aston's trying to break it up and his assistant um, Leo Goldstein just come, you can see it on the clip the assistant comes up and, and just sort of and they both walk off and apparently Goldstein said to him Ken don't bother sorting out this mess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that was him done um, unfortunately uh, due to his, uh, oh I should say David Coleman the famous BBC commentator described the match before the highlights came on to the BBC in 1962 he said right well, this match is the most stupid appalling disgusting and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly seen in the history of the game <laughs> that's not offense David <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah Aston uh, he didn't officiate another World Cup match um, at that tournament due to an not Achilles well an, <laughs> yeah an Achilles tendon injury oh me Achilles the referee oh, even, he got injured. Oh. even he got injured did he get in a fight with anyone yeah. he's not a Chris Samba there <laughs> nah, <I'm> a, <laughs> uh, a year later um, his last game before retiring was refereeing the uh, 1963 cup final between Leicester City and Manchester United and he said it was the finest moment of, of his career and he said shaking her majesty the Queen's hand receiving from her my gold medal and walking away from my active career that was uh, the final game of my long long career a medal from the Queen to retire absolutely on the crest of a wave oh, which, yeah. was, which was great um, his legacy though can really be found in, in 1966 with the idea of red and yellow cards coming in to the game he um, it was it, when England beat Argentina in the 66 uh, World Cup quarter final 1-0 Jeff Hurst scored the goal I'm sure you all uh, have seen it mm. uh, apparently after the game the next day Bobby Charlton and Jack Charlton were reading the papers and they'd both been booked by the referee and they both didn't realise mm. like, you got booked <laughs> no idea so uh, the brothers rang in the tournament manager who then rang FIFA which gave them the confirmation that they had been cautioned. And Ken Aston was in the office at the time when the, when the call was received, and he just thought, this is ridiculous, mm -hmm. you know. The, the players didn't know, obviously the fans probably yeah. didn't know. Yeah. How you wouldn't, can like, modify your behaviour at all, would you? Well, exactly, no. and there was, of course, a language barrier. Mm. So um, it, it's a ridiculous mm. situation. So uh, he, was, he was thinking about this as he was driving home, and he was, and he was at a set of traffic lights. It's as simple as this. Yeah. And we'll hold up an old lady <laughs> crossing the road now. Yeah. And Did people horn when they get burnt? <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the lights themselves, of yeah. course, the, 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 the red and the, and the amber, gave him the idea. And he said, you know, this will overcome language barriers and it will indicate to everybody in the stadium there can be no doubt about it who's been cautioned and obviously who's been who's been sent off his original design was him holding up a green card constantly throughout the match until something bad happens when he held up a red one everyone just stood still <laughs> okay you can go again now. <laughs> uh, also in, in 66 Aston brought in brought in the practice of having a substitute referee which is normally a, a linesman. Surprised didn't bring that in after the Battle of Santiago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, he brought in the law that the pressure of the ball had to be specified in the laws of the game. So the uh, yellow and red card system was, um, within months, was worldwide, and it, it probably came in in the 1970 mm. World Cup. Um, and uh, he was on the FIFA referees committee for eight years, chairman for four, and he was in charge of the World Cup referees in 66, 70 and 74, and at the 74 World Cup he introduced the number boards for substitutions. Mm. All over his admin. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. All this stuff we take for granted. 19 1974? Yeah. yeah. It's not that long ago. No. The game's <laughs> been playing, there's a number of World Cups played oh. before that. It, it really is quite breathtaking. 38 years. Again, good math. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, he became the uh, senior lecturer of the Football Association Referees Panel and uh, relocated to America and uh, had a great impact on their uh, refereeing system as well. He was a real mentor to them and uh, one thing and another. And he was made the life... Oh, did he just say, there's a rule book, just do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was made life president of his local side, Ilford Football Club. Nice. Well, well, done, well done to him. Yeah. Received an MBE in 1997 for services to US soccer. Not, not world football. Could probably have a look. We've been involved in so. Nazel then, wouldn't it? He, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, and he died sadly in, in 2001. But his uh, stamp on the game has been quite something. And, and in California, they still have the Ken Aston Cup, which is uh, incredible to have a cup named after yeah. a referee. Is it just between referees? <laughs> Finally, they can play. Yeah. They have a player ref in it. It's an annual. And they just batter him all game <laughs> <laughs> it's an annual refereeing competition uh, within a football tournament that promotes refereeing excellence through feedback from experienced referees evaluating each referee's performance hmm. so it's Ken weird, Aston, isn't it? Uh, football's uh, kind of secondary yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an incredibly important man to the development of the game I think we can agree welcome in Ken Aston. and you come ref and he comes to the demon that's all the fun and perhaps a substitute for uh, Kalina yeah if he's needed if he's needed there you go folks that is the end of the football ramble this week if you'd like to get in touch with us the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com isn't it Jim mm. this week on the website we've got Dermot Corrigan on the absolute soap opera that's going on at Rayo Vallecano uh, Kieran Pender on Jim Magilton's appointment at G'day League side Melbourne victory and Charlie Mahoney on the race for ch- uh, promotion in the championships elsewhere there is live fantasy football from Pick Live the Dean Windass Hall of Fame and the Forum all kinds of stuff so get over there Pete isn't uh, Rayo Vallecano your Spanish team Rayo Vallecano yeah there you go is confirmation it? if it were needed mm. <laughs> Also, uh, while we're here, uh, I plugged my uh, very own um, Edinburgh preview last week. That's happening tomorrow night, if you get this on the day it comes out, which is a Wednesday. It's at the Wilmington Arms in Clerkenwell, 7.30. It Pete's now got a rail va- a rail Valladolid on his face how does that make you feel uh, uh, indifferent really yeah, yeah. yeah well let's say the goodbyes then yeah. uh, say goodbye Jim goodbye say goodbye Pete goodbye and say goodbye Luke goodbye and it's goodbye from me see you next time bods <laughs> bods the game you're about to see is the most stupid appalling disgusting and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly in the history of the game Chile versus Italy. This is the first time the two countries have met. We hope it will be the last.